Well, how you doing, Alita? It is me, Random Orgasmic Noise, otherwise known as Ron. And hopefully I'm not too late to talk about uh, the whole depression conversation. If I am, I'm sorry. If I'm not, then yay. But uh, I don't know. In my just whole journey of kind of getting over and dealing with my emotions, whether it be with uh, whether my emotions have depression or um, just anxiety and all that stuff, Um, I figured that people are really scared to just learn or teach uh, people about depression, whether it be their kids or anyone, just because they feel like if they know more about it, they're more inclined to just basically have it like it's some sort of disease. And my thing is, if we normalize it, if we teach more about it, then... I don't know, people will understand it more. People will know it's not a taboo subject and it's not a fear to be afraid of. Ron, yes, I completely agree with you. Um, And I think the reason why, um, this is my belief uh, just in my experience as a coach, um, but I think the reason why people struggle talking about depression is because if we discuss why it's really happening, then it forces other people to face the things that they're hiding from. And what I mean by that is if you've ever met with somebody who's like a naysayer, right? You're, uh, you, you're, you've got a goal and there's something that you want to achieve in life and you decide that you're going to step forward into it and become it. And somebody is out there trying to tell you, Hey, don't, you know, don't, don't do that. You know, you might fall, you might fail, you might struggle, you might have a really hard time. And in the back of your mind, you're like, fuck you. Like, I'm not going to listen to you. But something inside of you is like, man, should I, should I really listen? I mean, what if I do fail? And people don't realize that their own insecurities are constantly projecting out into the words that they share with others, the things that they teach their kids. And so unfortunately, when we don't talk about depression, or we talk about it as though it's a disease, we completely negate the opportunity for us to really dig deep into it as a gift and find a way to understand why we experience it as humans. It's dis-ease of the mind, not a disease as we have grown to understand from the medical pro- uh, profession. It's a dis-ease, a lack of ease in the mind and the heart. And something is missing. Something is seriously, seriously missing. But people don't want to talk about that stuff because if they do, then they have to admit that they're not living up to their full potential. They have to admit that, you know, that they're responsible for their problems too. And it's much easier for people to point the finger and blame and say, it's your fault that I'm depressed. It's my brain's fault that I'm depressed. It's my body's fault. It's broken. Oh, it's just my genetics. I'm sorry. I call bullshit. Again, I'm I'm living proof that it's not genetics, right? And yes, there may be a chemical imbalance, but food and emotions, emotional repatterning, behavior repatterning, exercise, nutritional supplements can reverse that. So... I don't think as a society we're ready yet as a whole. I'm not saying this is for me or even for you, but as a whole, I don't think we're ready 
to have the conversation of extreme ownership yet. I don't think as a society, we are ready to stop pointing the finger and blame that it's somebody else's fault that we are suffering. Because when we do, and when that happens, the conversation about depression, about the real cause of depression will happen. And it's going to be so deep and so healing and so powerful that we'll understand that depression is just a sign that we have disconnected from our highest and best self.